Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for September 20th. This is a Patriots and Bills post-game show. Same night, same number, same hood. Adam D could say what's up. Let me take my foot out of my mouth. Talked a lot of trash this week, Dave. I talked a ton of trash. I'm Dave Palermo, by the way. Wow. I don't even know where to begin. Well... I'll tell you where I'm going to begin because I got a spot to go. All right. Right off the bat, I had an ugly feeling today. All right. Oh, yeah, you're like Nostradamus calling it after you see it. No. All right. Real quick to, to fill our listeners in, too. Today, I watch from home. Dave's at the game. Yeah. So we got two different perspectives here. So just keep that in mind. So I'm at the game running to my dog Riley in town. Tailgate was on point. Didn't make it out to the red pencil today. We were on the other side of a canyon. I think where the guy on Thursday night passed away. And it was a hell of a shuttle to get back. But, yo, I was at that game. And let me tell you something. I had this real ugly feeling today. Because everybody is so high when the team, when the team wins in the beginning of the season. And it really annoys me. When people get so high, because then you just set yourself up for people to say, same old damn bills, same old damn bills, and they just set you up like bowling pins and freaking knock you down. And you're going to hear about it from your friends and your family, and no matter what the hell Russ Brandon or anybody in the organization tells us, we believe in them, because that's what we do. The problem at hand is when people are too much high or low. I'm a very high or low person in real life. I could flip like, and make a big deal out of nothing because I try to make sure that when I go to sleep, everybody knows where I stand. So I'm more of a tell you what's on my mind. I'm an Italian. I guess that's what they do. My little alternate persona of me in a jumpsuit is really a joke, if you don't get that, of the Italians that I don't really care for. But... Point being, don't like, make no mistake though. This guy is totally waving his hands around over here. Oh, stop, man! He's right. I'm waving my hands around. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So, <laughs> I just have like this awful feeling, man, today, and it's just what could go wrong because I'm adding it up on paper, and the matchups just make freaking sense. Those cornerbacks suck on the Patriots, and I'm thinking. What is Tom Brady going to do? We're going to confuse him with all these looks. Deacon and I, as jokingly as it might be, if you have not checked out our YouTube channel yet, Numb Bills fan on YouTube, we made a video. And yeah, it's a joke, the video, clearly, about the cold front defense. It's, you know, we had a great time making it. We looked all low budget in our little scenes like like we're at the game or you know, pregame or something, talking we like we're We look low budget because we are low yeah, budget. Yeah, we don't have good lighting, okay? And you know what? To take, it, to, to take it a step closer to the truth, we're cheap. We are. It's not we're cheap. We're unprepared. We wanted to put in a fun video together and we to get did. a preview up before the Patriots because we had a, a great idea. And we did. And thank you to everybody who watched well, that and shared. Don't know if it was a great idea, but yeah, thank you everybody who shared it. But our point is we laid out what is the key to this game. The number one thing to do, I think, along with 
I guess we should say keys to that game was if you could somehow figure out Gronk. If you could somehow after that figure out the underneath routes. Because of the underneath routes, what they love to do that you saw that they actually got flagged on today. What they did is they always take the outside receiver and I guess it could be an inside receiver too. Drag him out, bump the opposite cornerback. And a few times it just seemed like our cornerbacks somehow unintentionally were sandwiching. I just saw two white jerseys and a blue jersey, you know, in the stadium. Getting, you know, sandwiching a receiver. Next thing you know, that other receiver has two steps on him. Right, and, and that's the, the the famous pick play that we say to watch out for. But number one, you got to get on Brady. And you want to know what I hated? When Brett Favre got knocked around by the Saints in the NFC Championship game, what, Brett Favre's second last year in the league, you know? And it was disgusting, but I'm sorry. That's what you got to do to Brady. When they actually got near Brady, Jerry Hughes, by the way, great freaking job. Coming in with that strip sack and getting the turnover. That was huge. Yeah, that was that was a work of art. That was a thing of beauty. Right. And what you got to do is there was no pressure. I don't understand why um, Rex said at his press conference they wanted to play a base defense, which is, hey, I'm not the defensive coach. I don't break down film. And what the coaches tell me, and Rex Ryan seems like a pretty honest damn dude, He's shooting you straight. That might be from the hip, might be offensive, might hurt our feelings, might hurt your feelings or anybody else's feelings. Don't care. And one thing I don't like is when people, oh, they got no heart, they got, that guy doesn't know what they're doing. I'm not a defensive coach. I don't know the first thing about that. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, hey, he had philosophy X, which was I'm going to play out of my base defense. And, you know, people want to ask him stupid questions like, Oh, why'd you keep Bradham on Lewis, the running back? Well, that's just what do you want to do? And Bradham, Bradham can hang. He can hang with him. Now he needs to turn his head around when he's covering. But either way, don't question Rex's game plan. Don't question. I don't want to say don't question, but like don't. I, I, they, they sit there forever. Respect them that they sit there forever to make a game plan against the Patriots. And whatever happened... Brady was Brady, and Brady to me looks better now than he has in like three years. Like he is ridiculous. He sees everything, and if it wasn't Brady, thirty-two points would have won that game. Even though the Bills, what they, I thought it might have been. I know it's at least two, but. Right off the bat, three possessions inside their own 50. As far as they're already in the Bills' 50. Right. Thanks to some bullshit timely penalties. And also, can't even say bullshit because they were honestly just screwing up all over the field penalty-wise. I don't even think a lot of the calls were bad. Yeah, well, it there was a couple that that almost felt insulting. They 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 flagged our sideline. Rex Rex didn't agree with the call. He was vocal about it. That cost us. A couple times Aaron Williams there, who, by the way, we know you're listening. Get well soon. Glad to hear that you're out of the hospital. Neck injury wasn't serious. Yeah, my girlfriend was worried about you, Aaron. You're yeah. like you're like her MCM. 
every Monday, dude. She was worried. There was an ambulance that drove by. I said, is that Aaron? I'm like, no. It's right at the hospital. But back to the football part of that. But, yeah, I mean, he he got a couple personal fouls out there. And that's that's the penalties that really hurt. I mean, any penalty is going to be a, a setback no matter what. Well, and you can't give Brady a short field. Well, yeah, that. but, I mean, these penalties that aren't even – physical things happening within the game. These aren't hold. These are these are tempers and egos flaring up. Right. I mean, uh Deacon said he saw, you know, Kyle Williams chewing Aaron Williams out on the TV, I guess. I'll tell you what I saw from the field. I saw Kyle Williams take his helmet off right after the numbers on the Bills sideline, take it off, make a straight freaking beeline to Aaron Williams. And I'm sure he had choice words. And when you piss off Kyle Williams like that, you got an issue. Because as much as we like Aaron Williams, I feel like Aaron Williams, yeah, he's a leader. But I feel like he was pushing in that leadership role. I remember when Jerry's Bird left, the Bills website had videos of, oh, Aaron Williams on what's going to, you know, how he's going to become a leader this year. It's like, since when are you anointed a leader? And... Kyle Williams is a real leader of that defense. Aaron Williams could be up and coming. It's Adam's favorite player on the Bills. Not necessarily mine. I like him. I liked him his rookie year. His second year, he sucked, quite frankly, at corner. He was not as good. He was, you know, he's still physical. But playing safety, I think, has saved his career. Yeah, And I And agree. he's excelled at it, and he's a smart kid. But his emotions got the best of him to a point where it looked like, from where I sit in the lower 300s, Row six, three thirty-one. Represent Nick. I see you. And like, I'm gonna tell you something. Donnie Henderson was trying to grab Aaron Williams. They were trying to keep him contained. He was flipping out on the bench. A whole mess of players held him, held him down. Like they not down on the ground, but like they trying to, you know, wrestle him and and get him in check. Get your head out of your ass, dude. Two penalties that cost thirty yards. You're doing stupid shit. That is not acceptable. And you know what that says? That says to everybody on ESPN, everybody in the New York media, everybody in general with Rex Ryan, how, what day is it going to take where I got to hear or see, or is it even maybe going to be on Total Access and SportsCenter tonight? This is what you get with Rex teams, teams that are undisciplined. And I don't want to hear that shit. Because you know who's undisciplined? The Seahawks. They get a shitload of penalties, too. Or at least they did last year. I haven't watched their games this year, really. So I don't know what they get for penalties. You know, the stats haven't come in for the season. But when you break it down, Seahawks, I believe, led the league last year in penalties. I don't want to hear that shit. It's a cop-out. At the end of the day, you got to control what you can control. Aaron Williams got benched, okay? If Aaron Williams didn't get hurt, that would be the story. That would be a big story. What the hell happened on that bench? Like, yeah. like, and you got cooler heads must prevail. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could have been a fly on that sideline. I wish I could have heard that up close. I, he was hot. Whatever, whatever happened out there, he took it personal. I know on that, uh, that first one there, he was, uh, he was up in Scott Chandler's face. Which, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's some. 
you know, undermining trash talk between them, maybe in text message or something, maybe. I, I don't know, though. Like, dude, that's that's just lame to me. That's an ex-teammate. That's, that's, like, stupid. You know, Scott Chandler. Like, I really don't think Scott Chandler should have gotten caught. You know? But whatever. I mean, they definitely upgraded the position. But that, I don't think to, he was as bad as everybody thought he was. To me, ultimately, I don't look back. I don't look back on that one at all. No, that's not definitely worth looking back. But I'm just saying, he gets a bad rap. Charles Clay's a beast, dude. Oh, he's a monster. Totally he's worth awesome. it. But point point is, overall, is back to what we started with, is the Bills gave him 21 points. The Bills let them put those 21 points up. What, in the first quarter? They The, the field position that they gave that team was incredible. And any time they got, the Bills tried to get momentum, a flag. And you want to know what's crazy with the NFL is there's so many penalties. It's weird when you watch NCAA football. It's so weird when you watch some other football because there's shots that get taken everywhere. No flags, no bullshit, not nearly as ticky-tack. And the only thing I ask from the refs, and Rex said something at his press conference saying that the refs showed up for the Patriots or something, which I don't know if that was a dig at the refs. I hope it was because I love when people dig at the refs. It's like the unwritten thing. You don't talk about the refs. Refs don't decide the game. Let me tell you something. I'm sure you guys know, but if your goal is probably to get four yards of play, you know what I mean? That way you get 12 yards of three play or you know, three and a half yards of play, whatever it is, okay? And next thing you know, you get your four yards. Then you got a stupid-ass penalty. That was like a phantom penalty. And now you're looking at what? Repeating it, going first and 20, because a, a defender foul. You know what I mean? So they look for the hold. It, it, you, you end up where it's like, okay, now you got to get chunks of yards. You got to get 10 yards. That said, that first drive that the Bills had going down the field was phenomenal. 10-yard chunks. Variety yeah. of ways. Oh, yeah. They looked sharp. No, I mean, with the penalties, though, I feel like there were some that were just blatantly like bad calls. Like uh, Watkins got called out on an offensive pass interference. And I think it was literally more of just a case of two dudes running, one dude slips, and the other dude is, you know, stride for stride right with him. You know, obviously you're gonna put your hands up if that dude's on his way down. It didn't look like, it didn't look like he he pushed off of him. He just literally tried not to trip over him. And those are the tough breaks that we've had all game today. And you could say that that's, you could just say that they beat themselves. And what you're going to get with the Rex Ryan team is you're going to get a really emotional team. And you know how cool it was to be watching that sideline and see them all fired up, getting in each other's faces? Like, I, I, I believe the Bills could have won that game. I did not feel they were out of it until the Fairweather fans were leaving the third quarter. What the hell is your problem? Oh, they they were showing guys like passed out at halftime. It, it was embarrassing. 
some some of these uh you talk all this crap you want to donate money to the stupid ass guinness world book of records shit yeah which is cool to that dude Gri- grippy whatever his name is like seemed like a nice dude you know so i'm at a tailgate like yo that's cool but yeah he's but he's like cool the, dude, the fans but... didn't show up today when they needed him I mean, you want to be a fan we invest all this off season you guys are all going to training camp i can't even get in there now there's no leftover shit at Marshalls or TJ Maxx. Well, if I say that now, now you guys know where to go. But, like, I always scoop out my bills shit that way. You know, like, leftover stuff that people might not want. But because those stores get it, it's, like, overstock. But, you know, it, you guys are buying all the merch. Shit's sold out at the bill store. But then you got, you're in a big-ass hurry for $100 seats to, to go back to your car. Like, cool. Good for you. Why don't you sit there and support your damn team? And maybe you would break a stupid-ass sound record. Maybe you would make those Hall of Famers proud because maybe Brady will screw up a little bit more. You know, I it, it's just mind-boggling that people from our beginning point of me being like, you know, I'm a little bit, like, nervous. I've been, you know, about it. I don't want to get too high because they got to show it to us. They play the games for a reason. And then here comes the opposite end of it. You get the Fairweather fans who just, they just want to hop off. They want to hop off. And it's like already, already there's people you're telling me when I get right, here. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, you were at the game. You saw you saw people uh, walking out of there. Again, I was at home. I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, on Facebook. I get on the Bills Mafia group on there a lot. They're at like 37,000 members right now. So you get... You get every freaking angle possible with the, with that, and I'm just scrolling through, and I'm I'm damn near knocking myself out. I'm face palming so hard from some of the things I'm seeing. Tyrod's a bum. Okay, okay. I I I really don't think that's. Uh, well, the issue. What's the last quarterback we've had in the last three coaching staffs? Maybe Lossman. I'm hearing you know, like maybe Lossman, like then Flutie. What what guy can make? Yeah, Tyrod had three picks. One of them was at the end, going into half, and the old coaching staffs would have kneeled out, would have knelt out the damn ball. Yeah, and took the air out of the ball. He took a shot. Okay, you complain that Fitz don't have an arm to get downfield. You same people complain that Trent Edwards chucks down, which I am all on. Insert whatever the hell you want to complain about with these quarterbacks we've had. Orton sucks. Manuel doesn't look downfield. He's got to look. You know what? The kids look downfield, and now you guys want to hop off the wagon. Really? He's looking downfield trying to make a play. And when's the last time you've seen a quarterback as athletic as that kid? Lostman Flutie? Right. Like, on the run, eyes downfield. He seems like Tyrod Taylor seems to have chemistry with everybody on that offense. So it's amazing yeah. that everybody's ripping on him. Yeah, and man, just like all all this stuff, I like I was saying on the social media, you know, Tyrod, like I said, Rex Ryan should go back to the Jets. Like, what? It was a one possession game. Final score, we could have tied that with a touchdown and a two point conversion. We didn't get blown out. They showed up. They played hard. I mean, Tyrod was on the run all day. He got sacked eight times. He got knocked down at least 12, maybe 13 times. 
the right side of that line was needs to get it together. Now, there's one thing that I I feel like I should have paid more attention to, and maybe you know, uh, in the first quarter, Henderson got pulled off the field, concussion precautions. Did he return? Do you know? Because uh, Cyrus Quanjo came in, in in the first quarter. I think Cyrus was only out there for a little bit. Okay, yeah, I I never I never actually noticed. I had a lot going on, you know, five year old running around trying to keep him cool during the game. I had to get up, make some snacks, you know, dad stuff. Anyways, I never really noticed whether he came back or not, but that offensive line needed to step it up. Your quarterback can't be getting knocked down twelve times, can't be getting sacked eight. He's He's been, you know, billed as the fastest quarterback in the NFL, and he can get out of his own way, and he does. And I think that's why they wanted him to start, is to mask that offensive line. And I can't – I hate how they sound. That offensive line, like a newscaster. But like, I, John Miller, okay. I mean, he's new, but, you know, even just listening to Ride Home with some other people's thoughts, and a lot of people don't think that – Eric Wood had a good game either. I mean, watching it on TV. All I know is that line was collapsing on Tyrod. Oh, my God. And the only like, reason dude, he dude, couldn't dude. get out of there is because he had nowhere to sidestep and he'd trip over something. We had we had linebackers literally dancing, like moonwalking through, through the gap. Like, untouched. Untouched. I... On the way through, and that just, that's not good enough. It's incredible. It is absolutely. But, man, I can't, I can't shred Tyrod at all. Like you said, one interception was, was trying to make something at the end of the half. The other two were tip passes. They got tipped off of the hands of their intended receivers. And, and, and you know what the old school thought is? If you could touch it, you could catch it. Right. And they got gloves, too. So, I mean, Sammy got up there. It just was right over the top of his fingertips. And don't even think to your head, oh, it's what two first-round draft picks get us. Shut up. I think that's Tyrod trying to put it somewhere where it couldn't be gotten by anyone but Sammy. Because he's not a guy to overthrow high like that. If if it's up there, I think I mean, it's up there did. on purpose. He did loft one, and that was the one going into halftime. He right. lofted one up there. Right, but I mean, but pass, you know what? Pass though, like that, you might as well yell five hundred before you throw it. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Remember that game, five hundred? That game was the shit. Yeah, that game was sweet. Then there was kill the ball carrier, and then I just. Got beat up. Yeah. Oh man, I was I was such a little bitch and, and killed the carrier. I was like, no, don't get me. Yeah, me too. I dodged that ball like it was freaking. I I would just wonder why I was even out there after a while. Like, why am I here? I don't want to get hit. And it's like seven on one. You know, I need my blockers. I mean, come on. But as far as that Tyrod Taylor thing. I like what I saw out of him. Yeah, there was some dumb shit, but I don't really look at it like, oh, man, this kid's hopeless. I don't look at it like, I don't know how you, you think you, you would want to replace him. Like, what? 
You think Castle's going to hold up in the offensive line? Score would have been 40 to 10. Yeah, like, so you have a mobile quarterback out there to mask certain things, and I really liked a lot of the plays and formations I saw out there. And to stick on the, the positives, which is the Bills' offense, LaShawn McCoy had a hell of a day, I thought. That kid had some spark, man. Like, he is on a different level. Like, we are used to seeing C.J. Spiller, who's extremely fast, quick, agile. I love C.J. Like, nice dude. I don't think he's that football smart, but what do I know? I don't know anything. I feel like LaShawn's a smarter football player, and he is very decisive on what he wants to do. That dude wiggles, glides, yeah, slides. He, I moves. was gonna say he's he's a lot more slippery coming coming through the gap. He picked up that one fumble and just like made the bounce out of like it was nothing. That play was so sick. And, and it's like when I see plays like that, I don't believe running backs are a dime a dozen. I don't think players are a dime a dozen. And you know you're seeing Lashawn McCoy just get this rock. And do these wonderful things with it. Catch the ball in space. Get some extra yards. And, and he actually... I don't remember Spiller ruin having these like crazy... like Shaking... I, I don't know. Like I feel like when LaShawn moves, he's leaving people... He's getting them out of their shoes. He's literally breaking their ankles. And that's so cool to see. Because we all talk in the offseason. We just want a quarterback who can get the ball to playmakers in space, worst-case scenario. Well, you got a quarterback in Tyrod who's shown he could do more than just do that. So what's sweet is look at the athletes. Look at the weapons actually shining. Chris Hogan touched the ball. Eric, you know, like Woods touched the ball. Watkins touched the ball. Yo, Woods had the sick touchdown grab. Yeah. Yeah, Fitz ain't making that throw. No, not at all. Orton's not making that throw. EJ would make that throw now. You'd definitely make that throw. It'd be, it wouldn't have much of a wobble on there either like Tyrod's did. But, like, you I know, mean, just... Tyrod had a, a good day as far as I'm concerned. He passed for two, 242 yards. He got 43 more rushing. And to me, I mean, that's almost 300 yards of offense. That's not a bad day for a quarterback. Couple bad beats on those interceptions. Tip passes, they get picked all the time. And it's not it wasn't the result of a bad throw. I got nothing but faith in that kid. Yep. I thought Charles Clay exploded a little bit. He yeah, like he, shows like why they want him. He he just he he just moves, man, and he moves people when he catches the ball. You know, I mean, if Tom Brady had a guy like that, he would be going ape shit too. And then I thought, I've been very impressed with Percy Harvin, man. Yeah, I've been very impressed. Um, yeah, he had he had three or four really nice grabs. He's a smart, smart, very aware football player. I at least from what I maybe there's people screaming right now. Oh, you're such an asswipe. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? He knows to keep his feet in. Little things like that, like. He got the ball. He he instinctually knew when he got extra yardage to get extra yardage towards the sideline. Yeah, you know that was like such a clutch play. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
I, I just really thought that the biggest disappointment today, actually, the second biggest disappointment today, was the offensive line. I thought they're going to get it together. Uh, the right side of that line, like we said, it, it, it's rough. It's very rough. And something needs to be figured out because the defense we had today, the Buffalo Bills defense, was the number one disappointment. I agree. Number one disappointment. And I don't know, you know, like, okay, it would be good radio, I guess. Let's put it this way. If Bill Belichick got his hands on that game plan, it sure looked like he did because he had Rex's number. Brady had Rex's number. I don't know what the hell happened out there, but that defense really let us down. I, they could not. Now, let me retract. Did they really let us down? I mean, I just think that. 40, player, 40 points is too many. What about player execution, though? Because I saw that Gronk play that where he goes down the middle of the field, and it looked like they were playing a zone where one dude passes it off, and it got passed off to Darby, and Darby got toasted. First quarter? Darby was a step behind. In the first quarter? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I even, like, I got up and, like, threw my hat across the room, like, freaking eyes. You can't. I, I was out here like, Darby? To relate. Darby? To re- they have yeah. Darby covering Gronk? To relate this, even if Flipping he is, out, dude. Even if he is covering Gronk, you want to be inside with him, and he was a step behind because of the reaction time. So here's the thing is if you're playing Madden, to put this in visual terms, whatever receiver you had out there, which they had Gronk lined up on the outside as a receiver pretty much, he just ran a go route that goes in, you know what I mean, towards the hashes. And he just got inside control on the corner, and he was like, you can't get that on a guy with the wingspan of a freaking driveway. Yeah, I I You know what I mean? And I thought they were going to knock him around a little bit at the line. You know, like, and and it just, I don't, I I have this feeling like that they didn't want to press a lot. Because then maybe that's where they maybe they're trying to get rid of those pick plays in a way. I hate Gronk though because of that freaking length. Like, oh my god, you pass the guy the ball at the line of scrimmage, he takes two steps, you tackle him, and it's a first down. <laughs> Gets that freaking ball, dude. Up there. He's like Frankenstein. He's so monstrous. I hate that shit. He's like so big, but I, I just don't. Again. I'm not a coach, but it could come down to player execution. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there were things out there that were not executed correctly. They could have a killer game plan, but it looked like Bill Belichick had Rex Ryan's number. It, they, Tom Brady did whatever the hell he wanted today. I mean, it's and not- Tom Brady, I got to watch in person, live, this dude make every throw 
that catch Danny Amendola made at the end near the end of the game was amazing. It was the the ball could not have been. Roby had good coverage on him. Roby was right there. If that ball was thrown by Andrew Luck, as we saw last week, that ball's a pick. That you like, like seriously, the way Tom Brady looked the last two games, it just makes you think. Okay, this deflating balls thing is not a thing, and people were saying because I'm always like, no, you're cheating, da 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 da, and they're right. You can throw a little bit better deflated, depending who you are. I have a better time. I got a nicer spiral, but I, I don't know. I couldn't tell anything with Brady. The funny thing is, throwing it better since the balls have been inflated. So I don't know what to tell you. Brady was on point, and when Brady's on point, it it you know I envisioned and told a lot of people like we all talk. You know, friends, we all text each other. Hence why we have this podcast. So it's like, why call each other and tell each other the same shit? When it's put out there, you guys listen to it and whatever. And it's like, I felt everybody knew Tom Brady was going to have a hurry-up offense. And that's what they do, the Patriots. They control the top of the game, especially offensively. I figured Rex would have a hard time getting different packages in there, too. It's almost like they didn't plan on getting a bunch of packages in there. And I feel that Brady just is so good at getting rid of the ball. You have a few rookies on the offensive line working against what's supposed to be the best defensive line in football. And they're not penetrating. Yeah. I mean, we made our video. We told them what to do. They didn't listen. You gotta play Brady physical. Physical? Physical. <laughs> okay, we already did that. Yeah, that, like that's what I'm saying. Like, that's you know to to round it back to the beginning point. Like we were talking about what you need to do. You had to play Brady physical. You had to take out Gronk. And I guess we just did a half hour on <laughs> everything else from there. But you know you had to play. You had to knock him around, and they didn't do that. And Aaron Williams, you know, you want to be cheap, you want to do dumb shit, you want to get penalties, go get a late, go get a late hit on Brady or something, you know, try that for 15 yards. It's a lot more beneficial than getting a, over being a hot head tough guy, because everybody wants to get in fights or whatever on the field. My dad always taught me as a kid. I don't understand why football players get into fights. They have gear on so they don't get hurt. So that leaves the only thing to get hurt are your hands, right? Well, yeah, okay. But that defense overall, everything was a disappointment. Brady did whatever the hell he wanted. And like a lot of people believe Rex was planning for LeGarrette Blount to just take off. And really just pound the rock. And that Lewis kid had a lot of nice passes caught. And even Aaron Dobson had a few catches. You know, he found open space. And I just, you know, they tried a few different things on Gronk. And 
he didn't get. I don't feel like he got huge plays on him all day. Well, he averaged he averaged sixteen point one per. So I mean, all right, I just like I said, just ate shit. Yeah, three. Yeah, sorry, bud. So scrap that. But I. I but just, yeah, he had seven catches for one hundred and thirteen yards. That's it. Only 113? But it seems like I saw a different Don't person. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I saw a different person covering Gronk all the time. Like, Oh, absolutely. I I made comments on that. Sitting at home, watching with my five-year-old. Yeah. It, I just, the, like, the moral of the story is you're not going to face Tom Brady every game. I don't think you fair weather fans who left the stadium early. Yeah, I'm calling you guys out. You know, the Fairweather fans who are blasting people on social media, like, get a freaking life. Like, especially Bill's Mafia. What? Like, if you're on that site going ape shit, like, what's the point of doing that? Yeah, I, I posted this already. Like, I thought you want to be a fan and it's stick by your coach and this and that. Like, aren't you sick of the pattern of year one, which is what I do, you're one. Ready for the pattern? You let the coach figure out the year. So when you let the coach figure out the year, year two. You know what? We're going to build the system second year in. Insert all the stupid shit that they have to make videos on. Year two in the system and how the rookies are going to pick it up. And then year three is coach is on the hot seat. He's got to put up or shut up. So... How about this time? Why don't we give a guy some support and stay in the stadium? Give the team the support. And, yeah, you could say you already support him with your wallets, whatever you want. But if that game went into overtime, it was a little tighter of a game, you still would have been there regardless. So why not? Support the team. Because maybe if everybody was there, maybe the stadium would have been louder. Maybe the team would have rallied a little more. You don't know, but at least if you already had tickets in a game, you could have supported it. And then for everybody else online, just to bash, 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 it's one thing to criticize. I understand. That's, you know, that's the best part is breaking down losses. It's the best, most interesting thing to skin the cat. And it, I just don't understand how people can take to it and say ridiculous crap. Like, do you? Is it a rule with the internet that you don't have to think it over in your head before you type it out? Like, like the people yes. that you're talking yes, to. Yes, it is. Like the people you're talking to online are not. You've seen real my people. Twitter. Yeah, dude. That's why he has his own Twitter. Uh, so. I just feel like people just spew garbage on there. Bench Tyrod. Seriously? Aren't you sick of going through quarterbacks, going through coaches, going through whatever? Have a little faith, will you? That's all we're saying here today. Have a little faith. You know what I did today after the game? There's a nice little place in Rochester called Mark's Texas Hots. Great place. It's a great place to eat. Not much to look at, but the food is... Decent and always consistent. It reminds me of like a New York City diner. Shitty. Yeah. You, you know. Shitty but delicious. 
Right, right. Sometimes you might find some stuff in the food, but whatever. Very, very. But the waitress, we the waitresses there are on point. They are awesome. Awesome, awesome service. Seriously, awesome. Very decent prices. They they aren't paying us. This is our this is our real opinion. If they want to pay us in food, we would gladly accept. Yeah, Marks, we know you're listening. So, you know what I do at a loss? I just eat a bunch of food. You stuff your fat face. I just stuffed the fat face. I ordered absolutely corned beef with hash and eggs, mm-hmm. rye bread, all one. Now here's why I ordered that. That goes out to the defense. You guys were weak. It's a lot of protein. Separate game up. Let's go cold front. It looked like a warm, breezy day to me. Look like a perfect day. Nothing cold in your heart there. You look like a broke down Chevy S10. Hey. Oop. <laughs> that was so corny. But then I got an egg and olive sandwich. And my friend Jeff Knight, I asked him a suggestion. What do you think? I go, how do you think this egg and olive sandwich represents the team? He goes, that goes off to the offensive line because they stunk up the joint. And I could not agree with Jeff anymore. Then we got chicken wings. I didn't come up with a good reason to get chicken wings. Yo, because you knew you wouldn't finish them, and I'd be hungry when I got here. So I took them to go. Oh, yeah. But the chicken wings, it's just a, just you got to have them. It's football day. Whatever. You're going to go eat. If you don't get chicken wings, they're just an asshole. Pretty much, if you're a Buffalo yeah. oh, fan. Oh, you're a dick. Yeah, like, figure your life out. Really look at yourself in the mirror and be like, why on Sunday, if I have the opportunity, am I not eating chicken wings? Especially at a restaurant where you can get them. How many times have you gone to Duff's after on your way out? I mean, I would from the games. It's kind of fun. Then, the other thing on the menu we got is called a grilled cheeseburger. Mm. Yeah, those are good. So, it's grilled cheese with the burger in the middle. Like a patty melt. Yeah, but I had, but it's got cheese on each side, and I got bacon in there. And why did I do that? I don't know how it represents the team, so I'll just pull some shit out of my ass. I think it represents something great tasting. You know, I'm going to give it a shout out to the offense. You guys put up a lot of points. You guys put up a lot of 32 points. 32 points quick. would have beaten a dozen other teams in the NFL today. Yeah, and I'm not, not There are 12 other teams that scored less points. Than Let me that. tell you guys something. I did not feel hopeless. Now, when the three and outs, the five three and outs, hell yeah. I, I was feeling like, come on, we got to get this motor and get this motor. But when something would go wrong, and the the team showed a lot of heart, I thought, on, on offense. It looked like they did not. The, the defense just looked confused. I'm sorry, defensive bandy, but like the offense, they were ready to go today. I I thought minus the offensive line, they, they just they had a lot of a lot of fight in them, a lot of heart. You know, I like, mean, too, like like McCoy, like we talked about McCoy, he got that rock and he just tried to make things happen. Tyrod Taylor did never gave up on the play. Sean McCoy looked like a whole another, a whole different player from what we saw last week. He he's got his zip back for sure. So, defensively, 
to wrap this up pretty much, they got to pick it up. Offensively. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To, to give a little credit to the defense, there isn't a worse team to to try to prepare for. If if it was easy to scheme against the New England Patriots, they wouldn't have four Super Bowl rings. They wouldn't have all those AFC East championships that they've had. They are a very, very, very hard team to keep track of. When when something doesn't work, they switch it up. And they're one of the few teams where I, I think that uh, isolating their run game and taking that taking that off the table is almost detrimental. Brady did whatever he wanted, but it's Brady. He sees everything. He knows who's he, he just there's something about him and the ball is just out. Like he probably saw our video and got pissed. Brady, I don't know what look Tom could be as mad as he wants about that cold front video. But the fact of the matter is, Tom, you don't have a blow-up doll in the sex shot where we picked it up. So we had to sub you in for Justin Bieber. I thought maybe... Justin the intern. <laughs> he's around here somewhere. Uh, he's deflated. He, Where'd... I think the stick in his ass poked a hole in him when the truck hit him. You stuck him in the ass? Yeah, you know, a little behind the scenes. In order to keep this guy up on his feet... We had to stick. We broke a branch off and stuck it in the hole in the ass of the blow-up dial, and then hit it with the truck. Well, the cold front D that was supposed to show up today, they didn't show up. But I also didn't drive that truck to the stadium, so you know it wasn't in. Spirit. I don't know if that truck would make it to the stadium. Don't you dare talk about Chevy that way. Regardless, Tom. I'm sorry, but I thought you would be flattered that we picked somebody. Representing that looked a little bit younger. Yeah, he is getting he is getting up there. He's he's what thirty eight. Whatever it is, at least it doesn't look like his arm fell off like Peyton Manning. Right. right. Um. And that and that's what I'm saying though. You you go up against a team like the Broncos. That defense holds that team together. Yeah, you 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 stop their run game and you force Peyton Manning to throw. You're not going to get that performance out of him at this stage of the game. I honestly can't think of another team where you take away the run game like that and you're going to be up to your neck. I mean, because they were, they were just lining up all over different different uh, packages. They had they have four tight ends out there at one point, I think. I was like, whoa. I mean. Well, it seems like what they like to do on, like, third and shorts is – They'll throw a bunch of tight ends in there like they're going to go for some kind of running play. And then they'll spread them out. So then, okay, you get to watch all everybody follow to them. Now you do that, you get to see who's walking out there with them. Okay, I got this guy in here. This is Brady's side. I got this guy here, this guy here, this guy in here. Oh, here's Mr. Mismatch. That's definitely an a guy that should not be covering our guy. I see I see the matchup and I think it's awesome. And then there's still the threat of running it, you know? And because Shane Gateway would run out of the spread all the time. We saw that all yeah. the time. And I mean the Patriots did did it too. You know? So 
they it, what's cool about the Patriots though as much as we hate them they always have a new wrinkle and sometimes they'll just have games where Brady lays back and they just pound the rock right they just pound the rock with anybody on the roster anybody yeah it doesn't matter and I don't want to hear oh Rex should learn the Lewis kid's name no you missed his overall point if you think that all he's saying is you're the greatest quarterback in the history of the freaking world of football back there. You have a legend. You're going against a legend. Damn right Rex is pissed off. He admitted it. Bill Belichick outcoached that guy. He really did. But there were some bright spots. You know, Watkins won off. He did. He uh, he was actually targeted this time. He turned up. He turned up today. Very nice play, getting the ball, almost following his knee, almost to the ground, picks his feet up, gets down the field. You know, the, the playmakers that on the scene that we expected to, Harvin, Watkins, McCoy, you know, even Wood stepped up, like, you know, and, and I thought. Oh, I thought I thought his touchdown grab for me, that's play of the game. I feel, honestly, too, that if that offensive line was better, we would have. The we the Bills would have had more points easily, and maybe some untimely penalties. And in flat out, if they didn't beat themselves today with the penalties, whether the refs are right or wrong, and I cannot stand the refs. I cannot stand for the record. I don't want to. After this, I'm gonna go against this, but call the game freaking fair. Right. I definitely saw at least two holds and a horse collar tackle. Committed by the Patriots, uncalled, very blatant. And we already talked about some of the calls against the Bills. I thought the kicking sucked today. The uh, Rex said it was a bad hold. Yeah. By the way, you know. Yeah. yeah, he said that at the presser. Um, but I, I did not think Schmidt had a good day in, in the first half because what happened is special teams play, Bills get the ball, they decide to run it out. Oh, penalty, three and out, punt, doesn't go far. Now you're giving Brady a short field. Great, very great. What happens? A punt, they catch it. Another time, we have another penalty. Something stupid. Great. You know, like, they they just put themselves in bad position. And quite frankly, even with the defense as bad as it was, hey, the defense is going to have bad days. That's what a team is. And if you have a team that can play well, ideally in two out of the three phases, you should win the game, especially if, depending how much you read into it, you know, especially if you win the turnover battle in the right spot. What I mean by that is some turnovers are called turnovers. When it's like, okay, well, he tried a bomb and they could have punted on third down. So, like, you're technically giving the ball back to him. Anyways, even if you punt it. So, that's kind of like turning the ball over. So, why not rate? I, I would rather look at the turnovers more like, was it really that big of a deal? Or was it in garbage time, you know? So, I thought the Bills turnovers, obviously, even the one going in the half that it said wasn't a huge deal. That still hurt because they could have gotten field goal range. 
And the Patriots just had so many breaks with, with calls, quite honestly, that the Bills could not catch momentum. And even if the defense played as bad as it did, I think they could have hung there with the points. Yeah, they they did hang in there. They were right there. Um, I liked what you were what you were telling me a little while ago before we did the show there. Um, your little your little conspiracy theory on the, uh, I guess you want to call them the the phantom penalties the 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 just for show penalties. Yeah. Um. I always try to look at both sides of the coin with stuff. All right. Like, um, I'll give you an example. The easiest one. It's a touchy subject, but the easiest one to get people riled up. Nine eleven. Was 9-11 planned from the government? Was it planned from whatever? Either way, it's interesting, and it's kind of eye-opening that that's even getting a question. You know, because I think that's kind of nice about, you know, the age of the Internet is information spreads. So, I'm going to travel... But misinformation also spreads. So right, it's a, it's a right, double-edged sword. Exactly, and, you know, they even had to, like, redo that, that movie, Loose Change. They had to re-edit some stuff because a lot of shit gets debunked, and... But it's it's nice to live in fantasy land. But with the New England Patriots, you, you had the cheating thing, so it makes you wonder, like, even like what we said earlier, Rex Ryan had his number. How did he figure it out? You mean Bill Belichick had Rex's number? Or, sorry, yeah, Bill Belichick had Rex Ryan and the Bills team's number, man. Like, yeah. he had it down, almost literally like he read the playbook. Well, I mean, they have been playing each other twice a year for quite a while now. At the same time, Rex is taking more. Rex hasn't had a four-man front of guys like this. So I was expecting more, which he's hinted to. This is true. It's like a Raven-style defense. But seeing Bill Belichick come into town with his troops unprepared is a rare thing. It is, but... Bill Belichick is the kind of guy, though, where he's watching that Ravens film. So, what I'm getting at, like, you know, from even back then to see how he could use some guys. So, what I'm getting at is the Bills had all these penalties. And I I could be totally wrong, but I thought I've heard stories that, you know, Bill Belichick has a place, I believe he has a place in Alexandria Bay or something, like, up there, like, I haven't heard this, so this I is could the, be wrong. But he has like you tell me. He has some sick like boats. I'm probably all right. Erase the Alexandria Bay thing. Let's just pretend it's bullshit. But you know, I heard he sometimes has the refs on the boats, takes care of them, this and that. If you got the refs in your pocket, let's just say he does. What's the first thing people are gonna do? They're gonna go, oh well, the Patriots had 11 penalties and the Bills had 14. So no, there's no way that. It's a Bill Belichick coach team. But what if there's ticky-tack bullshit penalties that you could sprinkle in there? Right, you gave you gave me a really good example earlier. So, going in the half, there was like five seconds left. The Patriots get flagged for having 12 men on the field. I don't even think they broke the huddle. Like, they might have just broke the huddle, but one guy was maybe running. He just chilled in there. Bill Belichick is such a genius. You don't think he would... Try to do that on purpose. Like it didn't matter. They're gonna kneel the ball anyways. Like nothing it, wrong in that happen. set of circumstances. Like if he had the refs in his pocket, and yeah, why why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you cover your tracks? Try to make it look 
less one-sided. But then I think about all these conspiracy theories that Bill Belichick could do. And to be quite honest with you, does he have that much time to do all this? You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of bullshit. That's a lot of research. That's a... I'm, but but yeah. then, you know what I mean? It, it's the Patriots where there's smoke, there's fire, and, and, you know, every team cheats. Everybody has a cutting edge thing to do, you. whatever. But, like, when it's repeatedly done, and, and I feel like the NFL is turning the page, okay, like but, teams on the NFL, they're like, screw the Pats. Like, we're done with this. Yeah, but at the end of the day, did the referees pass for 466 yards? No, not at all. Not at all. I thought that that. How did that, Bradham pass interference look to you? Mm, that was that was the right call. That's what I thought too. That one was the right call. He around. did not get his head around. Absolutely, he did not get his head around. So. I feel I've seen so many times where Brady gets a pass interference at the end of a game, somewhere in the fourth quarter. I don't think it's on purpose, but he's just. I think it's Brady smart. That's why I like. That's why I love that Tyrod kept trying to go deep. You know what I mean? That's why I love that he actually gives his guys a chance to go get to the ball. Because you never know, you might get that pi, you might get that pass interference. Um, with Bill Belichick though, and the conspiracy there, yeah, it's a far shot. It's probably not even true. You might not even have. I hope you fast forwarded through that, but it's a thought. You know it. If the dude's a sketchy guy, try to even out the numbers a little bit. You know, especially even if he's not a sketchy guy at this point, he's been accused of being a sketchy guy for so long that he might just be doing it to look less sketchy. Right. I don't know where to go from there, but real quick, we'll touch on. Do you have anything else on on the game? I mean, we could totally go break everything down but we're assuming that you saw the game we're not right we're We're, not like the radio station that needs to keep you here for three hours we want to get you our thoughts we want to get you what the pulses of the team really kind of interpret it and give our own spin not even spin just see you know maybe different angles that people won't think about and and put our own Mark on it. We don't need to ha- hope you tune back. We don't got to give you teasers. So I'm not really one to look at the stats all the time and live and die by them because stats can make you. They tell half the story. Yeah. And, and it's like, I love feeling like the pulse of the game. Like example, last week, if you look at Sammy Watkins not having a catch, you're thinking, oh my God, what are you doing with that kid? That's two first round draft picks. Wah. But you look at the game, you're like, you know what they want, though? Like, I don't give a shit. Is it a W? It's a W, right? Does that matter? Yeah. Guess what? There's going to be a day LaShawn McCoy is a little pulling up lane with his hamstring. There's going to be some days. Maybe it's going to take six games for this offensive line to get together for lucky. Maybe it's going to take till next year. You never know. Maybe it'll be tight next week. Maybe they'll start game planning around their own offensive line deficiencies. And, you know, keep in mind. There's only one spot to go, I think, as Bills fans, and that's up. This roster is too good to suck. And any other offense... That should be the tagline for our podcast, too good to suck. Seriously, the roster is too good to suck. You have a quarterback at Tyrod Table... Tyrod Table. Tyrod Taylor that is more than serviceable. 
Don't laugh at me, son. <laughs> it's more than serviceable. Don't he, son me, dad. Sorry, son. Uh, Damn it. He's a playmaker. When Tyrod has a ball, I don't feel lost. When he's... I don't feel lost whatsoever. I feel like there's hope. And that's all that matters is don't give up on your team. So that's to wrap up that game thought. That's what I got. Um, yeah, my, my summary of the game, Tyrod is a G. Offensive line. I mean, three picks, but I I at least liked that he was trying. I I know it's I a give little cop-out. It's a cop-out. I but. give him a pass on all three. Once a pass is tipped, that could that could end up anywhere. That's not him putting the ball in the wrong spot. I don't I don't think that for a second. That one going into the half, it was going into the half. Like I said, five hundred. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, real quick too, I want to touch on Lashawn McCoy. He blew up. Demarco Murray ran for two yards today. Oof. So here's okay. What did we say a couple weeks ago? I did not understand with the fantasy drafts, just to touch on it real quick. I didn't understand why DeMarco Murray's value would still be the same as if he was on the Cowboys still behind that offensive line. How LaShawn McCoy's would go down his value when he's going to play. Well, clearly not that good of an offensive line. But You want to know it's real bad? A really good running coordinator where you've seen Frank Gore blow up. I'm sorry, but... Last I check, what is, I mean, Chip Kelly had one year with LaShawn, and LaShawn McCoy, he had a solid year. But he hasn't proven many years with Frank Gore at the helm, like Greg Roman. You know what I mean? He's proved one. So, I mean, it's still early. It's still early in the season. But seven yards rushing for Chip Kelly's team. Yeah, it. And I mean, if you thought Demarco Murray having having two yards was bad, uh, Sproles, Darren Sproles, he had six less yards than that, loss of four. How many carries did he have? I want to say just one. And then Ryan Matthews had no yards. One one yard, no gain. Sam Bradford. Is the rushing la- is the rushing champion of the Philadelphia Eagles How many right yards? now? Like nine. Uh, he had a he had a nine yard run, but uh, overall seven seven. He he lost on on a carry somewhere there. So also the Miami Dolphins lost to the Jaguars. What do you got on that? Uh, final score on that was uh twenty three twenty. Makes me feel real good about things going into next week. Yeah, I'll be negative, Nancy. Uh, I haven't watched any Dolphins games, so I don't know what the team looks like. I don't know what the feels for that team. I personally think the team's overrated. Um, I believe they could kick the shit out of the Dolphins. At the same time, I want to say, to contradict myself, don't sleep on the Dolphins. Because yeah. their defense, they got, they got some decent personnel, but they also lost people. Right. And then offensively, they lost a lot of people. So, they're a very beatable team. And if the Bills beat the, the, the Fish, I'll feel good. And it's like, you know what? The Colts got blown out by the Patriots. 
last year, and I feel like the Patriots have, on paper, a weaker team. I think if the Bills can score 32 points against the Patriots, the Bills can score 32 points against the Dolphins. I don't think so, because I feel I feel like the Dolphins' defense is better. A lot. They got way better corners on the Dolphins. But I think be, be, be the truthful Bills could stop Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill is going to be screwed with Rex Ryan. Be truthful with me. I mean, they do got some some uh, heavy personnel with Sue and Cameron Wake out there. But do you do you think the Dolphins are going to get to Tyrod eight times next week? I don't know. I don't see that happening a second time. I because honestly. here's here's why I don't see it happening a second time. I I see a lot of corrections being made, and I see. I don't see this coaching staff sitting on their hands and going, "No, we just got to keep slamming that square peg into the round hole." No, they're gonna make adjustments, and we've seen coaching staffs like Dave Wants. That's a classic example. We're gonna depend on our front four, and we're gonna play blah 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 blah. So I was at the front four. Well, Dave, when that wasn't working, there's a thing called adjustments. It doesn't mean you go 16 games doing the same bullshit. You know, we thought it was crazy when Nick Barnett would blitz once a game. Oh, we got the blitz. You know, back then. You know, so it's like, what I'm not getting at is, I, I think the Dolphins, they're, they're going to have adjustments on that offensive line. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. They're, they're going to scheme around it somehow. Right. They're not going to sit on their hands and hope. Right. And, I mean, to touch on just, just because the number came up again, the eight sacks on Tyrod, I hope, and you know, you know this bothered me. We touched on it before, I think, I think last week or the week before. I hope that him taking eight sacks – getting hit at least 12 times. I think I I think it was 13 total, but I, I don't have it in front of me. Um and he just he just dusted it off. So he can he can take that hit. He's he's getting right back up and he's staying calm, staying confident, which is something I worried about with an inexperienced quarterback. He doesn't look inexperienced out there. He, no, he really doesn't. He, he looks plays very with poise. Cerebral. He he plays with poise and it's very impressive. And, I mean, he took eight sacks today, and he didn't even, you know, he didn't even, like, hobble once. I feel I he took eight sacks because the, that whole right side kept pinching him in. It kept collapsing that pocket on himself, and they were on him. I mean, I, I hate the pads, but Nikovich is a freaking monster. That dude always leaked through. Like, he came just waltzing right in there, and... You know, there's certain things I feel Carlos Williams was a tough, gritty player today, and I feel like that against the Dolphins' defense, they should they should rock him. They should really rock him. Um, but I feel the advantage is going to be the Bills' defense in that game, even though it was a little shaky today. The Bills' defense is going to confuse the hell out of Tannehill. They're going to and. I'm not really worried about who they got on their team offensively. I, You know, like, Landry's a beast, but 
is he really uh, would you call him a beast he's i would say he's rising up above average you know what i mean like above average maybe like a seven you know if you put the best receiver in the league at a 10 yeah he's yeah he's like a 75 in madden I don't know what he no, actually is in Madden. No, like an 82. I don't know what he actually is in Madden, but in real life, I would give him a 75 if I had to, to Madden. I just don't him. see. I just don't think. Uh, 78. I don't think their coach is that great, man. You know, I don't think Philbin's that great. I think it should fall apart. I don't know. Tannehill puts up good numbers, though. You know, every year, every year he gets better. A nice study progression. Right. But I hope that the Bills throttle them. I hope that they squish the fish. I know we're gonna. Yeah. By the way, there's gonna be uh. There will be another video. We're just about done here, right? Yeah, we're about done. Um, this real is... quick though, a shout out to Twenty Six Shirts, uh, Mister Dudleyer and Del Reed there on Twitter. He's got a bunch of shirts in the Wegmans at least at in Buffalo. If I ever get some time, hopefully I'll head up some Wegmans and Rochester for him. See if he can get in, get those shirts in there. But check them out. Their money goes for a good cause. Um, but we will have another video up, which should be something to do with squishing fish. Get the pun. Duh. Yeah. So something about what they got to do to beat the Dolphins. And quite frankly, they just got to play tough and they got to get their head together. They got to be focused. You know, they got to be really focused. You know, I don't care what sport you're playing. Tennis, hockey, softball, baseball, like football. Whatever you're doing, you, you got to have your head right. You're going to have ups and downs. What about cross-country skiing? I think we're done here. I'm going home. All right, thank you. Please check us out, NumBillsFan on Twitter, NumBillsFan.Podbean.com. What's your Twitter again, Adam? Uh, NumBillsAdamD on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, This podcast will be available there from now on. We got funny videos coming out. Keep an eye out for those. Don't worry. Follow us on Twitter. You You won't not hear about it, I promise. And don't get me wrong, we could be cheap and have a bunch of dick jokes and drop a bunch of F-bombs and do a lot of that. You know, and, and who knows, maybe down the road we will. Yeah, and if, if you come over when we don't have the microphones, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, that's don't, about don't all we do. I mean, So we're trying really hard to give you something more, to give you something better. Yeah, so we, we just try to keep it. We just got to try to keep it real. But not keep it offensive. I think when you F-bomb and tell dick jokes over the top. I mean, there's nothing wrong with dick jokes. I love dick jokes. But. Well, you love dicks. Oh, there I go. So, wow. Trying to keep this a P. Well, I guess it is PC because if I do, it doesn't matter. But. Stop giggling, man. We're trying to wrap this up. This, You know, trying to wrap this up. Yeah, I I had another one loaded up for that, but I'm gonna yeah we're gonna I'm gonna I'm we, gonna pull it back. We're gonna pull it back, but we, we just try to keep them kind of like innocent humor. That way, if you're at work, you don't get fired. You might get fired. You might get fired, but the blooper reels. But that just means your boss is being in the dick. blooper reels. If it's not safe for work, we'll put not safe for work. 
We just don't want to do something absolutely retarded and offensive and have like people not retarded. take and have people honestly not take our takes on the game and the team serious because we're as serious as a heart attack. We That's love it. this team That's and we believe right in this team and we believe I I'm pretty sure you're with me on this. Like if you hire Doug Whaley, what's his deal? Football is his deal. Trust his moves. Trust his moves because if they if they've proven it, like trading Lee Evans when he was you know when it was Knicks or whatever, oh you know, you know certain things that that they did. I, I'm saying when I say Wayo, I also mean Knicks because I felt like he was the one who started to get this ship on track. We finally attracted a real coach after building up this roster. Trust these guys. Trust this new ownership. Trust Rex Ryan. Let's be positive here. I'm sick of saying same old Bills. I'm really over it. And that's what it's going to be on ESPN tomorrow. That's what it's going to be everywhere. Or at least I hope it's not because they almost came back into the game and they made it a one-score deal. So regardless of what you guys think, you know, we're not trying to hold back. We would love to do all the dirty stuff, like like true comedy. But we, well, that's, that's, we don't want to be like taking... There's a time and a place. Yeah, there's a time and a place. And this is the time and the place. For Bills football. Yeah, and and you know why why use all that material? And we could save it for something really good, like a blooper reel, which we will label. If anything is not safe for work, we'll just label it not safe for work. But don't don't judge us on that. But we're out of just, here. Just just put your headphones on, anyways. Follow yep. us on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Numbillsfan.podbean.com. You know it. We know it. We know you know it. We same know number. Listening. Same hood. You we'll know where to find us. And if you ever see me, just look for a greasy Italian guy. Come say hi. I'm shy. You know, whatever. All right, I'm out. We're really done. Yeah, th- th- that's it. It's over. We're, we're over. Peace. We love you. Bye.